Hey y'all, I'm Allie Spears, and this is Ag Chicks, where we dig deep with the women who are helping to feed the world. Okay. All right, so today I'm sitting down with Anna, and Anna is not new to being in the hot seat here on Ag Chicks, um, but today we're going to dive a little bit deeper um, with her latest venture, uh, which is Ranch Hand, Your Ranch in Your Hand. And so in case you didn't know, or maybe you're just hearing about who Anna is for the first time today, Anna is an innovator. So according to Rogers, uh, he says that an innovator is an active information seeker that has a high degree of mass media exposure and interpersonal networks, um, and they make up about 2.8% of the population. And Anna, you clearly fit that mold, not only with your innovative approach to business and your, just your thoughts behind the way you do your business and manage your businesses, but also because I can honestly say that I do not know anyone else who saw a problem and then thought, you know what, I'm going to develop an app because of it. <laughs> yeah, so, it's it's pretty crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and with that being said, um, you as an innovator, so you discovered that there was um, an issue and an area for improvement and growth. And so can you tell us a little bit about what the problem was that you found and the problem you kind of realized? Yeah. And so the problem that I was seeing is that um, there are a lot of cattle management apps out there. There's a lot of books on that. However, I'm kind of an all-in-one kind of person. And so for that to be all-in-one, I needed an app that could be the ranch as a business for my folks. And so there's many apps out there that were tracking, you know, calving, all sorts of like crazy genetics, AI, et cetera. Um, but what I wanted was a place where I could track my cattle track my um, expenses, track my herd health, everything. And so that's why I made um, Ranch Hand, Your Ranch in Your Hand, because there wasn't that all-in-one out there yet. Right. And so for some people who maybe are listening to this or watching it that are not super familiar with the cattle industry, um, can you kind of maybe give us an idea about why record keeping is so important um, when you're managing a herd? Yeah, so record keeping is very important um, for many, multiple things. So obviously, um, taxes is one of the biggest things. Um, getting out loans, um, if you need an operating loan, a ranch loan, any kind of thing like that. People like to see numbers and like to see that you already have um, kind of everything all together. So um, that is super important on that part, as well as vaccination withdrawal days before you, sh you ship your cows, you know, and everything like that to market, feedlot, whatever. And so it's really important to have all of that in the same in in the same place rather than spread across the board. And so with um, herd management, it's very important because you have all of that in one place. Yes, but it's also a place where you're showing multiple people your ranch hands. You kind of are all on the same page. And so as far as record keeping goes and herd management, it's kind of awesome that you have something like that for ranch hand to have that all for your team and your accountant, whoever else needs to see it. 
Right. And I know um, on a, a previous episode when we kind of talked about this, when you were just kind of in the finalizing steps of getting it uh, developed and everything, you said one of the biggest frustrations for you as kind of the bookkeeper for your family was having your dad and husband bring you, you know, these little sheets of paper with scribbled numbers and uh-huh. hand, pen marks on hands and that kind of stuff. And so um, as far as when I'm assuming that all kind of played into this idea of there has to be a centralized place for all this. Yes. And yeah, for sure. And so where we live, we are in the high country, Rocky mountains. We're at like, we just looked it up the other day because we were all arguing, but I'm at like 8,600 feet. Um, and so those, the winters here are brutal and which means paper is brutal. Pens don't work outside. You know, my dad still carries around his red book, his red calving book, but it was to the point of, you know, you'd, you'd send someone to the store. And then by the time they came back, they're like, I don't know where that receipt is. I don't know. And so it was hard for me to make up things. And those are, that is money that can be a write-off. And I know how important it is to even break even in ranching. So that was the importance of me making something for them. And I had developed this app prior to the big public launch for my family to use. And um, we used it all in there, you know, but it was still, it, it's like, you have to take it seriously if you want it to work. And it can be an, an incredible tool for just calving. It can be an incredible tool for just um, health records. But um, my husband and my dad laughed because I knew the biggest thing when I made ranch hand was going to be expense tracking. And that's mm-hmm. probably just the like ranch wife in me, the record right. keeper in me. But I was like, no, you guys don't understand. Like this is what's gonna sell it. And so here we were. <laughs> Yeah. And um, as we kind of talk through some of this other stuff, I think that's going to be an important element that we'll kind of dive into a little bit deeper. Um, But okay, so we're going to kind of go through this um, innovation decision process as it pertains to Ranch Hand, um, which I think we mentioned earlier. So if you're if this is unclear, Anna has developed an app called Ranch Hand, your ranch in your hand. And we're going to kind of dive deep into that um, and kind of the way she has marketed it and um, launched it and gotten people to adopt this innovation she's created. Um, so Rogers says that the first stage in getting someone to adopt is to make sure that the decision um, that they make to adopt or not. And um, so for this case, whether they wanted to download or purchase this app, um, you have to have knowledge about that item or that innovation. So for you, how did you begin to let people know about your innovation, Ranch Hand? So, um... My platform on social media actually is the funniest thing because I don't have Facebook and no one knew about this when I had Facebook. And so I really utilized the people that I know and my platform on Instagram to launch it. And so my whole thing about that was, okay, I know my audience is like 70 to 80% female, 20 to 30% male great. I know that my audience is all ag. Like I would say, um, probably like 85% of it is probably ag. And so I knew my audience was, it would be right for me to launch it and to market it and network it on Instagram since that's where all my other people, all these other ranchers were. So that was the biggest thing was my Instagram 
was launching it there and podcasts um, like Ag Chicks and I was on a few others. So that was where, um, as far as marketing went. So you really tried to be where your audience was then in terms of getting that information to them. Exactly. Cause I mean, some, some of my audience, they share it, but they're not going to buy it. Those are my purchasers. Those aren't my, I, you know, they are my ideal client for that. And so knowing what my audience's interests were, I was very comfortable with um, launching it on um, Instagram. Right. And so because you know your ideal client and the fact that, um, which it may be a little bit different, maybe from some thing that, or the person that most people would assume it being, you know, a 65 year old man ranching, you really took it from the approach of, women are typically doing the bookkeeping and I'm going to sell to them because this is going to make their life easier. Yeah, exactly. And it's actually funny and this isn't a diss or anything, but people were like, oh my gosh, like women that I know were like, this is a ranch wives dream. Mm -hmm. And it truly is. I mean, that's not a diss. We are usually the record keepers. We are the accountants. We are everything as well as so many other hats and hands on the field. But that is one of our very important jobs. Um, on the operation. And so, yep, I knew that that was my audience. I knew that they'd be comfortable with that, that they would dive in. So, yeah. <laughs> so was there something that you specifically did to kind of get people um, to move from that? Like, okay, I know what this is. I'm going to start thinking about buying it or downloading it. Like, how did you convince them to go from knowing about it to kind of the decision of doing so it? The decision was the launch. And so um, I actually pitched that you know, I really highlighted on there that this was kind of the first Mm all-in-one. So, but the biggest thing, and this was actually, I'm in my decision-making process. I'm not sure if this was the best decision yet, but for my ideal audience, for my clients, for the people, my customers, I think it was, but I actually offered a 14-day free trial. And so the app is $250 a year. Yes, but you do not get charged that until the 14 days is up. So I'm building their trust. I'm, I'm gaining that, you know, like knowing trust and I'm allowing them to test the product, see if they like it, do whatever they want on there for 14 days. And then they are the decision maker to say, yes, I want to invest in this or no, this is not for my operation right now. And so that was kind of my, Again, I don't know if that was the right thing to do rather than just charging 250 out the gate, but in my mind, I think it was the right decision because it's not for some people. Right. Um, and so at least they have the chance to um, see that for themselves. Right. And so um, Rogers mentions that a lot of time, you know, uh, you have to find somebody who is the same as your audience, right? So um, you seek out these opinion leaders or people who are influential in the community. Um, So in our world of social media right now, influencers are really key players in terms of all of that. Did you specifically utilize certain influencers or opinion leaders to kind of help get this message across? Yeah, so um, obviously uh, we are friends with a lot of huge women in the ag industry. And so um, I had, I have met so many women in the industry in the past year, but they didn't, no one knew about the idea until um, I launched it. And so it wasn't much, I didn't want to rely on anyone else just because yes, I know all, all, all of our audiences are particularly the same. But I, it wasn't even an ask. I had so many of these huge, huge influencers be like, how can I help you? Mm -hmm. And just sharing that 
sharing it across the board, sharing it with their followers. Um, I actually have, I can't announce them yet, but in December I can announce it, but I have a few big partnerships because of that, where it's now the ability to partner with someone and then they offer it to their members, which is like my dream, right? right. It's, that's like the coolest thing because it's, it's a higher, it's, it's just, it, it keeps the funnel going. And right. so, um, um, talking on podcasts, um, of course, always, as always, Natalie Kovarik, um, uh, there's so many girls, Beef Boutique, that's Brooke, you know, <coughs> Thea Larson. Um, so it's just like these huge accounts that utilize their platform solely for ag when they shared it. Um, it just was a huge boost in my, in my numbers. So, yeah. yeah. And I'll say too, um, I mean, obviously we know each other, we're friends, but the fact that you are in a very unique situation because you are an innovator, but because you also play a role as this opinion leader to your community. Um, so I think that has helped you in terms of like having that like no trust factor. And then when you launch this, everyone who's already like on board with everything that you're doing, they just like literally like regurgitated the information out. And like, yeah. it was insane how fast I watched this spread on social media and how everybody was like, all right, let's go. Like they were ready. So I thought that was a really um, unique situation. And um, I mean, a testament to you as well on how you kind of conduct things as well. Yeah. I thought that was very, very, very cool to see. And of course, like Instagram is weird now, you know, I track <laughs> insights like nobody's business and it would be like, you know, zero shares, but you'd go and click on story reshares. And there's like, I mean, I was telling my dad, I was like, dad, look at that. You know, it was just crazy scrolling up and seeing everyone. And the coolest thing about this is being in ag. And I think you can agree is I don't have, I don't have to be friends with everyone in ag. I have made it so that I have shown a lifestyle of ag that is beautiful, humane. I'm a steward of the land. And so I have people that completely don't agree with our way of life still sharing it yep. because they know we are making a difference and they trust and value my opinion even though it's different than theirs and so that was even cooler to see you know I have a bunch of friends that are not in ag whatsoever that were sharing different views etc and that is like more important to me hitting that mindset and being on that opinion level and hitting that group than people that are um, the same as us. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I think when you can do that and not be the same as somebody, I mean, I think that's when you realize like, okay, I've, I've done something right here. Right. When you exactly. can get that other so, group. Yeah. It was, it was awesome to see. I'm like, okay, yep. That's, that's all you want because you don't want you, you don't want all the time, everyone that is in the same area. You want to reach the people that are out of that expectation, out of that belief. So that was even cooler to me than seeing all my friends in ag share. So, right. Right. Yeah. That's, it's kind of, yeah. Like I said, it was crazy to watch and, um, um, but yeah, so anyways, so once people move from this area of trying to decide, do I download, do I not download? And then finally they're like, yep, I'm in, this is what I want to do. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to help use this to help my operation. Um, how are you able to track that conversion in terms of like, you could, could you see like the second they made that decision to adopt this? Yeah. So, um, I have, I have embedded a back end panel, okay. um, admin panel. And so I can see who downloads, who's all on it. And, um, so first we'll talk about that part. So 
the thing with ranch hand is that only one person pays and then they invite their ranch hands, whoever their accountant, whoever they want. And so I see that person who purchases and then I see every single person that is under that as a free invite. Um, So that's kind of my, um, that's my reliable resource with Apple um, in my developer program. I actually have um, a system called App Store Connect and through App Store Connect, I can see um, it, it uploads every 24 hours. So obviously the first day after launch, I couldn't even sleep. I mean, I was up until uh, immediately when the clock hit, you know, I was checking my um, app and that's when I saw we blew the projections for the month um, in 24 hours. So the app store connect is cool. Um, a little iffy right now, Apple's having issues, but I can see one day, one week or one day, seven days, two weeks, five weeks, so on and so forth. And so under those analytics, I can see the country that the person bought from, which is crazy because I have a ton of people from Australia and Sweden. So that's cool to see. Yeah. So it's always, oh, in, in Canada, of course. Um, But um, then it breaks down um, downloads, how many people have updated um, in-app purchase. And that's the number I'm focused on because that's what's making me money or not. And then um, 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 there's updates and there's so many others. So then total proceeds sales. And so you always want to be in the green. You always want that to be going up rather than in the red going down. And so um, that is how I track everything, except like I said, it's that's a lot more iffy, a lot more not up to date than um, the way I track it on my own system. Gotcha. So then, so, so they've downloaded it, they've purchased the membership. And then as far as like the implementation of the app into their daily lives, um, have you been able to kind of keep up with that or seeing how that has gone? Yeah. So um, I often, um, it's actually really funny. So obviously I have everyone's emails too. So whenever someone onboards onto Ranch Hand, um, they get a huge email. And so the email kind of goes over everything, um, next steps, et cetera, especially if you're the ranch owner. So the person that paid for it. And then the ranch hands is what I call it. Um, They get a separate email, but I actually have a site as well. That kind of goes into FAQs. That's where they can go in and look at their admin panel, their desktop panel. And so it's not all on a mobile app. They can also see it on um, their desktop, kind of like an Excel spreadsheet. Um, And so that's kind of how that goes. And then I also always ask, I'm like huge on testimonials and reviews. So that is where I also gather that, how, how it's working. And because I have such a strong Instagram presence, I tell people just message me on here because I'd rather you talk to me on here and I can get to you literally within minutes and explain everything. Um, And so that's kind of how that's been working as far as all that goes. And so you've really kind of taken the systematic approach of keeping, you know, um, a face behind the brand and making sure customer service is still kind of at your forefront. Yeah. And that way I can kind of tell people it's, I feel like it's more of a friendly presentation rather than an email because I tell them, listen, I'm a one person show. Right. So I currently, well, I have a guy helping me right now because it's, I mean, this is, we're kind of trying to take it to a level where I can't even fathom right now with everything I have going on um just a few things coming but um I had a mental mental breakdown in Texas about this but um, (laughs) but um so him and I but 
he can't communicate with people like I can. So I'm like, currently we're both, you know, cranking out updates, fixing bugs. I'm trying to get back to people. And I feel like when I tell them, Hey, like we are having an issue right now, I am working on it. And I promise this is going to get fixed. And it's coming from literally me, the person they are way more understanding. When I tell them I it's a one man team. Um, I don't have like 80,000 other, you know, tech guys behind me. I don't have me. interns. <laughs> yeah, I don't have interns. I don't, it's, I am everything on the board. Right. I have IT, you know, and they're very understanding. And um, like, for example, I, and I know uh, we'll talk about this later. Cause I know this is a thing that's going to come up, but yeah, it's, it's like better to be the face behind the brand. Cause I always preach. I can then own my failures and own my own achievements and if something's messed up, I will own it because it's my problem. It's yeah, no one yeah. else's problem. So yeah, that's kind of how we've been handling everything. <laughs> and so I know you just kind of mentioned too about testimonials, um, but now that the app has been out for a few weeks, um, has there been a way that you've been able to kind of gauge how it's working for people and um, confirm that you know it is something that's effectively being used to its full potential? Yeah, so I actually also have emails going out to people asking to write um, reviews on App Store. And so the thing with that is the more five-star reviews you get, the higher it's placed. And so I watch that really um, predominantly just because I can see even if I type in ranch, ranch hand comes up. So I know that that algorithm is working working. because it can be anything. So I have, um, you know, so I've been really pitching that because it doesn't matter where else they're writing reviews. It just really matters where you can get the app. And that kind of is, you know, if I see an app that has horrible reviews, I'm not downloading it. So I know that's the most important thing for people to see when they go and so that's how I've kind of been tracking it and people have been great to just message me out of nowhere saying oh my god this is going to be so helpful you know with this and this and this and that alone you know is is great to hear so awesome and so with this you know Rogers mentions that um, with innovation consequences can also come um, whether they were anticipated or unanticipated negative or positive um, but has there been anything you were maybe not expecting after hitting the publish button on Dude, this? the very first day I oh my god talk about a meltdown I mean I was like I was sitting in my car and I got out to go to my parents house and I'm on the computer and I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm testing this because it was like three hours prior. Okay. Three hours prior to launch. And you know, people are sneaky. People are sneaky because they want in on it. So I click launch. I go there. I'm like, great. This is all great. And I'm looking at my phone and I'm like, um, and I freaked out. I can't get a hold of anyone. And I realized that Apple had pushed my old, old, old app version above my newest new one. one. Yeah. And so I was like, what just happened? And the thing with Apple is it takes 24 hours to then redo another That's one. Yeah. Well, I expedited that stuff, that, that, because I was like, oh my God, this cannot be out there. This is not like the way I had it set up though, the only thing that saved me with that is that people could only download it under my permission um, because it was on my family's. And okay. 
That's right. So that was the only save. Yeah. I had emailed everyone back, which there was quite a few people <laughs> that downloaded it when it wasn't even launched yet. And then I still remember his name because he was a godsend. His name is Mario from Apple. And he was like, oh gosh, this, yeah, this is not, he's like, we pushed the wrong one. And so that has been one thing that I was not in control of. And then it was fine, like five hours later. But I think that could have potentially hurt, um, credibility Mm -hmm. and then turns out I mean like um Apple has bugs that you can't control and so bugs are just obviously bugs I mean they are um problems within the phone within the app within anything and they just show up out of nowhere and so I was having an issue last week or the week prior while I was in Texas trying to do my business retreat and um, in-app purchasing wasn't working. And I was like, how is that possible? Like, how is getting, you know, people's information for payment my problem when this right. is on Apple's? So we would, did a deep dive investigation. Well, it turns out Apple was having that problem for weeks. And oh. so we couldn't control it. And so everyone's freaking out. Like when I say my parents, Greg, everyone's freaking out. And I'm like, I can't control this. Like, it's not my problem. I don't know what to do. And so it was like literally just causing the app to just like, you couldn't go anywhere. And I'm like, well, hopefully Apple gets it together because we've tested it. Literally, I sent in 10 different tests and it wouldn't pass because Apple was the one broken. And so these things, I think the scariest thing when I am doing this app is there are things I cannot control Control, and that really scares me because I'm not a big company. I don't have, you know, I don't have all these interns. I don't have 80 people tech back supporting me ready to fix a problem within two minutes. Um, It takes me days. And so the credibility thing, like I, that's why it's so important for me to own it and be the face behind it because then they know they're talking to a real human trying to try just being a human they're trying right. I have 80,000 other things going on um but that is scary I do not like the unknown and I don't like being not in control of my own stuff and that has been very hard to overcome these past <laughs> few weeks but I mean it you know it'll it'll be fine hopefully I can hire a team in 20 years right I know <laughs> and they can fix all the problems it'll be better when I'm 50 so. <laughs> Oh man, um, the trials and tribulations of being an innovator, right? Yeah, so true. <laughs> so um, I know that this has been kind of your big focus, and then um, there are some other things. But can you let us in on any other innovations that you may be working on currently? So, uh, like, um, <laughs> I am currently working on getting it good for Android. I am an Apple gal. I don't, I don't, well, I don't know about Android users, so, but, <laughs> but I'll do it for them because I know those people won't switch to Apple just for an app. So that is currently what I'm working on, hopefully getting it. Um, it was so funny. I wanted to make it my gift to you and launch it by Christmas. Um, but there are a few like things that I can announce within the app. So currently working on pasture management. So, right. um, you know, chemical input, thing, input costs, you know, where you're fertilizing, things like that, haying, um, pasture management, where you're putting your bulls, where you're putting your cows, um, haying season, everything like that. So that okay. is something that we're working on with GPS location. 
Um, you can draw your fields, you know, everything like that. Um, there is, oh, um, within the expense tracking, I'm a person that likes to, Ali saw, I ha, I'm pretty sure someone should diagnose me with OCD, um, <laughs> but I have OCD with like numbers too. So um, I want it so that the app can actually, whoever the account manager is or the accountant can actually put in the payment title when it's due, how much it's for, and then it notifies the account owner. Um, and so then it's like, Hey, your, you know, your tractor payment is due in this day for this Very amount. Cool. Please make sure to, you know, make the payment, whatever. And there's also going to be a chat feature on the app. Like I said, I want it all in one. I want it kind of like the Facebook of mm -hmm. the not Cattle management, but it is kind of like, that. I mean, I yeah. would love like a chat and then it goes into a notification center, you know, what needs to be done today, what's happening, who needs to be called, et cetera. Um, so it's just like little things like that. Um, and then, so that's within the app as far as that goes. I have big plans for it. It's just time is mm -hmm. what the problem is. Um, and then of course the business retreat stuff, but that's about it. That's all I have on my plate right now, Allie. Oh, that's, that's it. That's it. <laughs> and that's it. That's it. There's, I usually overwhelm myself and I'm overwhelmed with that, but that seems like a good start. Um, well, Anna, thank you for always taking time to chat with me about all the exciting things you have going on. If somebody listening or watching this would like to get in touch with you or download the app, where is the best place for them to do that? So they can download the app on, at Ranch Hand and then your ranch in your hand. It'll be the first one that pops up. And then if you need to get a hold of me, it's just easier to type in Anna at BeHookedAF.com. And it's two N's in Anna. Don't ask why. Um, it's my parents' fault, but yes. And Allie, congratulations on your big announcement with Cowgirl 30 Under 30. Thank Absolutely you so deserving. much. So now very happy to be here as always and excited to see where we both go. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Ag Chicks. Don't forget to follow along on social media at Ag Chicks on Instagram and Facebook and that every episode has a visual version on YouTube on the Ag Chicks channel.